Hey everybody, welcome back to this week's show. Um, I'm in the middle of trying to come up with a new intro. I have a couple people who have sent me some stuff for a new intro. And I'm going to play around with it. So I don't know, maybe another one or two episodes. Um, I might start them without an intro, with without the normal intro that I use. Um, just trying stuff out. I've been listening to some other of my podcasts that I listen to. Um, what is it? Uh, Your Mom's House with Christina Pajitsky and Tom Segura. Two Bears, One Cave with Burt Kreischer and Tom Segura. Hey Babe with Chris Stefano and uh, Sal Volcano. And I think it's called the, the Sunny, the Always Sunny podcast. And that's with um, Charlie, Rob, and Glenn. Um, so they've been like, they use different things and I've kind of been getting some ideas and just want to play around with stuff. Guys, remember, follow me on Instagram at the Jesus Show NTO. You can find me on Twitter at Jesus Show NTO. On Facebook, you can type in the Jesus Show, not that one. TikTok at the Jesus Show, not that one. YouTube, you can type in the Jesus Show, not that one, or the Jesus Show NTO. And please email me your comments, questions, and concerns. The Jesus Show NTO at gmail.com. Um, so last week was interesting. There's only a couple, a couple things I want to say, um, in regards to last week and what I did. What I mean, what I did is the reason why I felt like I wanted to share my story was because since I started this podcast, I always thought to myself, am I ever going to talk about that? Am I going to leave it alone? And I've had this, I mean, there was many nights, especially during the, during the pandemic, when I started this show, where, I mean, I would stay up thinking, should I, should I not, should I, is anybody even going to want to hear it? And then I kept thinking, it's a lot, it's a lot to, to sit down as a viewer and listen and or watch. Cause it's not like I just said, oh, Hey, my cousin Fernando sexually abused me. The end. I went into detail and I went into detail because I want, I want people to watch that episode and hear how it happened to me. Maybe you've seen or heard something from a friend, family member, somebody you know, and maybe from listening to my story, you can go, hmm, that, that's, that seems a little strange because of what I heard Jesse say, you know, maybe, maybe I should be looking into that. Or even if there is somebody out there who listened to my story maybe they can have the courage to come out and say something. And I'm not saying that everybody that has, a, that's been affected 
by sexual abuse, sexual assault, needs to talk about it. Hopefully later on, I'll share with you guys another reason why I did it. Um, and I, I don't know, it might be in a couple weeks, it might be in a couple years. It may not be never, I don't know. But just because I took it upon myself to talk about it doesn't mean that everybody that has survived this horrible traumatic experience needs to do the same. At least in a pub public forum. I hope everybody that is suffering from sexual abuse or has been sexually assaulted, I hope everybody tells the 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 authorities tells the people that they need to tell they don't need to sit down talking to the to a camera and put it on the fucking internet again maybe one of these days i'll reveal why another driving force for me to do it and after i put it the night i put or I should say the night I was going to put the uh, episode out. I had everything ready to go. And somebody sent me a text message that was harassing me. Pretty much, you know, you're lying and this and that. And I just, you know, I told the person to kindly fuck off. Lose my number. Um... And I pass it on to the authorities like, hey, look, this is what this person did. Then in the morning when the show was live, I got a call from my mom. And she was telling me how my cousin was going to sue me. Called her. Threatening that he was going to sue me. Well, since the 12th of September, today's the 27th. I still haven't been sued and I still don't have a restraining order put against me. Seems really weird that if somebody was really perhaps innocent, they didn't do anything. I would assume that my cousin Fernando would have moved a lot quicker than this. Maybe he has something to hide. I mean, I know he has something to hide. Because of what he did to me. My assumption is. He's throwing. He's throwing shit at the wall. And see what sticks. I'm going to put a restraining order out on him. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sue him. Okay. Well like I said. Like I said in my last episode. If you're going to put a restraining order on me. You're going to have to tell a judge why. You need it. If you're going to sue me. You're going to have to explain. Well. The judge might ask, well, why did, he, why did he put that out? Why did he say that you sexually abuse him? Is he lying? When, the show, when I posted something on my show Instagram, somebody commented this big thing. And it was fucking stupid. They said something about how I think they were referring to my mom giving me money, which my mom doesn't she hasn't given me a bunch of money. The only thing she recently gave me money for, and she gave me 300 bucks, is for my son's surgery. 
for his lip tie and his tongue tie. Before that, she hasn't been giving me any kind of money. So I don't know what, I don't know what that person was commenting on that shit. Like, I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? Then they said something about a beach house and how when the guys are going to want their money, I'm going to me to them too. Um, newsflash, if I had a beach house, I would not be living in Indiana. That's one. Number two, when me and Allie did live in Hermosa Beach, we didn't live with anybody. It was her and I. So there's no money that I owe to anybody. So I don't know what this person was talking about. And they said a couple other stupid shit. Like, I can't even remember exactly what they said. It was just stupid. And I deleted it. I deleted it not because if the per- if the person would have just commented about me, just me, I would have left it up and I would have replied. Cuz I don't I don't give a shit if you talk about me. But once you start talking about other people who are not able to defend themselves, I can't I can't just leave that up. So if that dumbass is watching, Feel free to come after me and I will reply to your dumbass. The other thing is the person didn't use their real name, didn't even have a picture. I'm showing you my face. I'm telling you my name. I'm not trying to hide a fucking thing. If you know you're speaking the truth, you're, you, you're not afraid of what may come. Because I'm not. I'm not afraid of anything now because I'm speaking the truth. I know the things that I've experienced so far are people afraid of me speaking the truth. That gives me even more motivation. And I also have to say thank you to everybody that's reached out, whether in a text, in a comment, in a DM, in a phone call. I've had a huge, overwhelming show of support and love from friends friends not family the only person who's been there from day one since i started i mean from day one when we were born and even day one since i started talking about this is my brother greg shout out to greg the moment i told him him and robert him and my brother robert greg and robert shout out to both of you guys because you guys have been by my side and now I'm being, I'm being shown love and support by my friends. And it's sad that I'm not getting shit from my family, which is fine. Again, I can't control what anybody else does in their life. That's fine. But with your decision come con- comes consequences and the consequence of picking his side or staying silent means I'm not going to talk to you and I don't want anything to do with you because that means you're okay with that shit. I was told in a group message that I have with the family that there was a tech. If you follow my personal Instagram, I, I, I quote the little thing at the end. 
again, my grandma passed away. Very sad. But my mom always told me to shut up and don't say anything because your grandma doesn't need to know. And she was right. My grandma didn't need to know. She wasn't, she wasn't all there. But now that she's gone and all this shit has happened, again, I'm not going to keep my mouth shut. In that group message, I said something. You know, I said, hey, you know, Fernando sexually abused me. And I, I just didn't come out and like, hey guys, just want to let you know. I came in a little hot. And the the response, it wasn't that, oh my God, what are you saying? I haven't heard this. And I'm not, and I'm not saying that they needed to believe me right off the bat. But instead of going, hmm, that's weird. Let's, let's investigate this a little more. No, it was, no, this isn't the time. This is a group chat for people to be mourning. Mommy's death. And I said, well, cool. Because when I was a kid, when I was 14 and my grandfather passed away, I was trying to mourn my my grandfather's death. And I was getting sexually abused during that time. I didn't get to mourn. So I told whoever was in that family chat, because it was some of my family and then I think other people, but I don't know exactly who the other people were. And I just said, yeah, it sucks that mommy's passed away, but she's, she's gone. She, she's, she's not hearing any of this shit. You're inconvenienced by hearing about my sexual abuse. I was inconvenienced by actually being sexually abused. So again, you're only hearing about it. I had a, I had to live through that bullshit. So just a lot of, a lot of crazy stuff. And shout out to Kelly. Kelly is a family friend who I talked to for a little bit. We've lost touch. And then now again, um, he's come back and. He's, he's helping me a lot. Shout out, shout out to Kelly. I really appreciate, really appreciate that. And, um, yeah, I don't want to keep, I don't want to keep talking about this. I mean, I'll, if something big happens with this whole situation, I'll update you guys, but I don't want to, I don't want to sit here and dwell on this. Um, oh, and real quick, the amount of people that send me messages that it also happened to them. And that their family still talks to the person. Holy fucking shit. Gross. It's disgusting. Like, I didn't think that I was the only one who said something and then their family just was like, well, not our problem. I didn't think that, but Jesus fucking Christ. To hear as many people tell me the same thing. People who side with the abuser. Yo, if you believe in God, you guys really, really need to reevaluate your life and your, I mean, I don't know, because to side with the abuser and then to continue to go to church and be like, oh, geez, I don't think Jesus would be chill with anybody hanging out with sexual abusers, with predators. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he will because maybe he's, you know, he's all about forgiveness and shit. I, not me, buddy. That's, that's in the other room. No, 
Um, yeah. So there's that. I've been looking at my show notes to see the things that I've written down. And some of it is kind of old. And I was like, how am I going to, how am I going to start talking about this? And also, if you don't know me, if you're just, if your only experience with the show is from last week's episode is the way I cope with things, with traumatic things, with, you know, tragedy, loss, heartbreak, all these things. I always do it through comedy, meaning I do for the people that know me that have known about my sexual abuse. There's been times where like I'll joke about something and it's not because I think the situation is funny is I think to myself, if I can't laugh about it, like I can't, I can't just be serious about it the whole time. For example, if Allie were to say, which she's done before, let's say Allie were to stub her toe on the couch and she's like, oh my God, this hurts, this hurts. Oh, oh, this, this hurts so bad. And I go, yeah, but it doesn't hurt as bad as being sexually abused by your cousin. And then I start laughing. She's like, oh my God, why would you say that? That's just a kind of humor that I have. Um, so from here on out, if I say something, just know that clearly it's a joke. And if you don't know it's a joke, I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, try to get jokes better. I don't, I, I really don't know. I know there's not a class you can take. Maybe there is, I don't know. I'm sure there's everything on the internet. All right, let's try moving on from sexual abuse. All right. Oh, this is one thing I wanted to tell you guys about. Do you guys keep your butter? Also, I hope I'm not re-talking about this. Because like I said, I wrote it down. I have my show notes. And normally when I talk about it, I'll... Yeah, I'll like... If I talk about whatever I have in my show notes... In the episode, I'll, I'll be like, oh, I'll do, give the description, and then I erase them. But these, I'm not sure if I already erased them or if I left them because I forgot. But let's hope these are the first time you're hearing it. And if it's not the first time you're hearing it and you've heard it before, you can email me or comment on my post and be like, hey, motherfucker, you already talked about this. Find something else. Do you guys keep your butter in the fridge or on the counter? I'll tell you what we do. Well, I'll tell you what I like to do. I like to keep it. I like to keep the butter on the counter out so that when I'm going to use the butter, it's nice and soft. I'm not a fan of having the butter in the fridge and then grabbing the, the, the butter from the fridge and then spreading it on because then it's hard and then the bread gets all messed up. Excuse me. If I'm using like country crock, something that's spreadable, that's in the fridge, I don't mind keeping it in the fridge. I'm not, I'm not going to leave it out. But then again, I feel like that is not necessarily real butter because it's, 
processed and whatever. And I could be wrong, but I like to use Kerry Gold butter, that Irish butter, I think like non-salted or some shit. I can't remember exactly which one. Um, but I like to keep it out in the counter. And again, when I'm going to use it on my toast, it's soft, it's nice, and spread. And then when you have the, the bread that's hot or the muffin, bagel, whatever it is, it's easily spreadable. I've done it before. So I, so I like to keep it out and then Allie will put it back in the fridge. And then she tries to be a ninja like, oh, I didn't, I didn't do it. You don't notice it. Then I notice it. Then I take it out and I leave it out. And then like a butter ninja. And she's like, hmm, why is it out? I think it's silly, again, to leave it in. Okay, I should say, I think it's silly to leave real butter in the fridge. So it's hard. But that's just me. I don't know what you guys do. Um... Let's see this show note. Imagine if we pooped ourselves like babies mid convert. Oh, that's right. I, I don't know why. I don't know why I thought about this, but I thought I was, well, okay. I thought about it because I was, I was holding my son. I'm talking to Allie and Athanasios just like, I have his butt on my arm, you know, I'm, I'm holding him. And then I just feel just coming out. And we're like, oh, he just shit himself. And I thought to myself, like, what if we as adults were like that? Let's say you're having a conversation about politics, right? Blah, 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 blah. Or you're talking to, you're talking to, you're talking to whoever it is about anything. You're just sitting there as a, right now, as a grown person, a grown adult, you're talking and then all of a sudden you're just red faced and you're and then bruh, comes out. And clearly the other people around you are going to hear it. <laughs> and then if your significant other, like if Ali were to come up to me and go, hey, Jess, let me change your diaper first. No, but I'm talking about important stuff. She's like, yeah, but what if, just, just let me change you real quick and then you can get back to, to talking to your friends about important stuff. <laughs> Fine. She goes, change my diaper. I come back and I'm like, oh man, it was a murder scene. Anyways, so like I was saying, so the U.S. economy has been growing for the past. I, to me, that'd be insane, just outrageous. But it would be kind of funny to see somebody do that. Um, what else? Oh yeah, this is something that I, this is something that I thought about a couple couple weeks ago, maybe about a month ago. I believe it was because Pablo, Nagam Pablo Nagamura, he was a head coach for um, the Houston Dynamo. Thanatos just came in from the yard and now he's all pumped up. He wants to play. Uh, Pablo, Na Pablo? No. Paulo. Pablo Nag Nagamura is his last name. He was the Houston Dynamo head coach. They had just beat, now granted, they weren't doing very good, but a couple weeks ago they hosted LAFC and they beat LAFC. LAFC is first in the West and they're doing really good. So they, Houston beat them at home. And it was odd because 
Then the team fired him. And I thought, what? I was reading an ESPN FC article, and it was talking about how it seems like MLS now is firing coaches every single year. And I thought to myself, I could be wrong because I haven't looked at the data. I haven't looked at the numbers. But it does feel like U.S. teams, at least in MLS, if you don't have one good season, you're out. I think to myself, that's kind of shitty. Because where is, where is letting the coach implement his style? You know, I think, this is my opinion, give the coach four years, you know, give him a contract, you have four years to get the team to MLS Cup and win it. First year doesn't go too good, second year a little better, third year a little better, fourth year you do it. Or you don't do it, but you significantly improve. I think if you see a coach's improvement, on an uptick, I think teams should let that play out. Granted, I'm not an owner of a team. I don't run the league. I don't have anything to do with MLS um, when it comes to owning teams and running teams and all that shit. I don't know how that is. But how is a fan base supposed to get behind a get behind your team if you if you have a fucking new coach every single time, every single year, it's crazy. To me, it's crazy. I, I, I think it's stupid. Even in Europe, you know, some of these European teams, big European teams, you have a losing season, they're like, ah, get the fuck out. I'm like, dude, let the coach do what he needs to do. And also, if the coach isn't delivering, maybe the front office should be looking at, are we not spending enough money? Do we not have the right resources? Like it should, it should, should be a whole thing instead of just blaming the coach. But that's my opinion. That's really all I wanted to talk to you guys about this week. Last week was a heavy, long show. And this week I just wanted to give you guys a quick Jesusito uh, episode. Just a, just a nice little wind down. And, um, like I said, thank you for everybody for the messages, the text messages, the calls, the DMS, the comments, everything guys, I appreciate the love and support you guys have shown me. I, I, I saying thank you is not enough, but I will say thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. I, I appreciate it. Every single thing that I've read of support has made me cry and, um, Again, thank you very much. Remember, tell everybody you know to listen to The Jesus Show, not that one. And uh, let's just keep growing the podcast. We'll see you next week.